Hello again. Welcome back to our mini-series uh, on the gifts of the Spirit and our large series on the Holy Spirit. And we're looking today at the gift of the discerning of spirits from 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 10. There we read, To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. And we've already looked at the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. And this really is the third gift that we've categorized under the revelation gifts. And that's not an absolute um, categorization, of course, but it just helps us understanding the different aspects of this, these, these gifts. And so the discerning of spirits, plural, spirits, plural, is the distinguishing between different kinds of spirits. And so this is a direct perception from the Holy Spirit in order to know um, what kind of spirit might be in operation in any given event. And uh, let me just say that we as individuals might perceive in different ways. And that's a very subjective thing and very often it's personal to an individual. Some people see in the spirit, other people hear um, some people have a, a sense of feeling of something that's happening and we've all experienced that to, to a certain degree I think when we've gone into certain places and felt that there was something wrong or evil there. Uh, other people feel impressions so it's a sense of something. Uh, other people get a nudge or a prompt or just a general knowing about something an awareness in the spirit. So um, some people may have a combination of all those or just one or two of those, but it's important that you kind of um, feel your way around that to find out w what your perception is in the Spirit and how God communicates to you. But this is the discerning of spirits, and I want to give you at least four um, spirits that we discern. The first is the obvious one, the Holy Spirit. And we ought to be a people, New Covenant people of the Spirit, who know when the Holy Spirit is, is at work and know when he's around. And uh, in John chapter 1 and verse 29 and verse 31 to 33, we read about this in the life of John the Baptist. It says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John says, I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So it appears that John the Baptist didn't actually know that Jesus would be the Messiah, but God had promised that he would distinguish this to him. He would indicate this by a special sign. And the sign was the Spirit coming upon him like a dove. But we've often assumed that everybody saw the Spirit come down on Jesus like a dove. But that's not the indication of the passage. The passage actually appears to show that this was a specific indication from God that, that, that John received himself, nobody else did, that this was indeed the Messiah. Jesus was the Messiah. So it appears that John the Baptist was the only one who saw the Spirit resting on Jesus as a dove. And this was the discerning of the Holy Spirit. God showing him something of the Holy Spirit and he discerned it. He was able to read it. And we see this in Peter in Acts chapter 2 verse 16. You know on the day of Pentecost and there's a lot of confusion going on. People are, 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 are a bit confused and 
bamboozled and even appalled and shocked by some of the behavior of the disciples as the Holy Spirit has come and they're speaking with other tongues and so on. Some people think they're even drunk. And Peter has a, a discernment to recognize and he actually says this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel and he quotes Joel chapter 2 but he's able to discern no th- th- this isn't false this isn't flesh this isn't the enemy this is God's Holy Spirit and he discerned that this in fact was a fulfillment of Joel's prophecy that the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon all flesh so it's important for us as New Testament Christians to recognize the Spirit's presence and I think especially in our gatherings as the church we need to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and uh, in order for that to happen we need to walk more and step with the Spirit. So often in our gatherings there's maybe a silence, there's maybe a sense of conviction as the Holy Spirit rests upon us but but people are ignorant of that and then they, they start to rush about afterwards or whatever and they're not welcoming as it were and conserving that sense of the presence of the Spirit. So there's the discernment discernment of the Holy Spirit. Then a second spirit is that of angelic spirits. We need to be able to learn to recognize at times when there are angelic spirits at work and when their presence is even with us. And uh, we're not to to actually seek out to converse with uh, angelic spirits as such, but certainly when they're about and if they converse with us, that's a different thing entirely. And in Acts chapter 27, we see the like of that in the life of Paul uh, in the context of the shipwreck. And he says, verse 22 to 26, Now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. So he's addressing the crew and he's telling them, Don't worry, all your lives are going to be saved if you listen to what I tell you to do because an angel appeared to me. Now Paul obviously discerned the presence of an angel that spoke with him. And this was an angel who appeared to him on this boat uh, and nobody else saw the angel. Paul was the only one who was aware of the angel and the, the, the words that the angel spoke. And so this was a discerning of spirits, a discerning of an angelic spirit. So there's the discerning of the Holy Spirit, discerning of angelic spirits, and then there's the discerning of the human spirit. And this is one that often perhaps is neglected. We see this in the life of the Lord Jesus uh, in John chapter 1 with Nathanael. It says there, verse 47, 48, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. And Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? But Jesus was using the gift of discerning of spirits and he had a measure of revelation, of course, from the Father in this. But he was able to recognize what kind of a spirit Nathaniel had, a spirit without deceit. And we see that this wasn't just something that Jesus exercised as a gift, but Simon Magus, the incident where Peter uses this gift towards Simon Magus. We find it in 8, chapter 8 of Acts, verse 18 through 23, when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. 
You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. There's the discerning of spirits. He discerned that his heart was not right, and he called upon him to repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thoughts of your heart may be forgiven you, for I see that you're poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. And again, he's discerning there's bitterness there. There's some kind of unforgiveness there with with Simon, and he's bound by iniquity. And that's often the, the, the language that's used of something that he's inherited, of, of a bentness that has brought him into bondage in his life. So this is the discerning of the human spirit. And it's very important that we recognize this. Um, I've seen it before where people have discerned that a demon was at work in someone's life and they're trying to cast this demon out of somebody when in fact it's a broken part of their own human spirit and they're actually further damaging them and traumatizing them more by trying to cast a part of themselves out. So we have to be discerning uh, when there's a brokenness or some kind of problem with a human spirit. And we see Paul was able to recognize in Acts 14, faith in someone's spirit. Acts 14, 8 through 10. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, and had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped and walked. But Paul had studied this man and was able somehow to discern that he had faith to be healed. And he responded to that faith by commanding him to rise up and walk. And so uh, there's a discerning of human spirits again, seeing faith within this man that was healed. So there's discerning of the Holy Spirit, the angelic spirits and the human spirit. And finally, there's the discernment of demonic spirits. And there are different types of demonic spirits. Um, and it's important that you actually recognize that within Scripture. A lot of people don't realize that when we talk about spirits of infirmity or spirits of witchcraft or spirits of certain illnesses, that actually the Scripture bears this out. And we see in Luke 13, for instance, and verse 12, that Jesus saw a woman and he and and called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And this was a woman that was bent over for many years. And Jesus recognized that this wasn't just a physical problem, but there was a spiritual dimension behind it. It was actually a demon of sickness, infirmity. And we're not saying that all sicknesses come from demons. That's not what we're saying. And we're not even saying that they're all spiritual. But we are saying that some are. And the Bible does bear this out. We also find in, in the Acts of the Apostles, Acts chapter 16, verse 16, that there was a, a girl, a slave girl with a spirit of divination, fortune-telling. And Paul cast the spirit of divination out of the girl. And so there can be demonic spirits that give people the ability to do certain supernatural things in witchcraft. And these are demonic spirits that we have to discern. And also, in, not read it, but in Mark 9, Verse 25 and 29, we read of a deaf and dumb spirit. And this spirit was causing a person to not be able to hear or speak. And so this is a reality. There are deaf and dumb spirits and also other spirits behind other uh, afflictions and sicknesses. And then we also read in 1 John 4 and verse 6 of a spirit. And we might um, conclude that false doctrine and heresy... Um, is just an intellectual matter, but it's not according to the New Testament. 
there can be spirits of error that seek to propagate and proliferate false doctrine and false teaching. So here is the gift of discerning of spirits. The Holy Spirit, the angelic spirits, human spirits and demonic spirits and this gift is the ability to distinguish between these different types of spirits and recognize when they're in operation. And so we need to grow in discernment. And whilst discernment is a gift, we can grow in discernment like we can grow in any of the spiritual gifts. It's true of all spiritual gifts that we can grow in them. We grow in them by learning about them in the Word of God and how God says they should operate uh, and how we can deepen in them. We learn uh, more and grow in them by exercising them and using them more. And this is very important in Hebrews 5 and verse 14 we read this, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That's an interesting statement, that we can actually exercise our senses spiritually in order to discern or distinguish between good and evil. So that is using your spiritual senses in order to discern. Um, we have five physical senses, don't we? Sight, sound, smell, taste and touch. And I believe that actually in the spirit there's a corresponding five-fold sense. So there's a spiritual sight, a spiritual sound, a spiritual smell even, um, a spiritual taste and a spiritual touch. Now, we don't want to mystify this too much. Some people actually experience this. Other people, as I said earlier, it's more of an impression or a hunch, a nudge or a prompt, a kind of knowing. But we, we strengthen ourselves in these abilities by the use of these gifts. And just like children cultivate their senses through learning, their natural senses improve through repetition, through practice. They make mistakes, they make a mess, but that's how we all learn. Just how we learn to speak. We don't say everything correctly and we learn to walk, we stumble and fall as toddlers, but nevertheless that's how we grow. And it's the same with the gifts of the Spirit and the same growing in discernment. And if you're a perfectionist, you need to ditch your perfectionism. It's not of God and it's going to hinder you stepping out in faith and taking the necessary risks. Of course, as we've said, being safe toward other people, but actually taking risks as you step out in faith to use these gifts. Um, so why not ask God to discern, maybe in your personal situation, is God at work here? Or is it not God? Is it is it a demonic spirit? Or uh, is there something wrong with my human spirit? And maybe I thought it was a demon or... or I don't know what, what the case might be. Or maybe there is demonic activity in your life. Or maybe there's angelic activity and you have never recognized it. And, and you need to ask God to open the eyes of your heart to see what's going on and to see what he's doing in his kingdom. So isn't this a wonderful gift, a wonderful tool for the church, a wonderful asset in ministry? And we need to use it more. And we need to have humility to realize we don't know everything and we need God to impart this kind of knowledge to us by a spirit. So if that's something you're interested in and something you need, not to show off, uh, not to puff you up, but edify the body and to glorify God and Jesus Christ and extend the kingdom by the Holy Spirit, why not pray with me now? And we'll ask God that we might operate in these abilities that he has given to us in Christ. Father, we thank you 
that you are the gift giver and we never want to bypass the giver uh, for the gift. We never want to focus on the, the gift instead of you, the eternal benevolent giver. And Lord, we just pray now that um, you will cause us for your glory and for the edification of the body of the church. You will cause us to receive the gifts that we need and you deem that we should have. And so if you want us, Lord, to have this gift of discernment, I think we would need it, many of us, in, in what we're ministering in and how we're operating in the church and what we're seeing in our world around us today, Lord. Help us to discern when your Holy Spirit is at work, when angelic spirits are at work, when human spirits are broken and need help and healing, and when demonic spirits are, are active and need to be expelled and bound. Lord, for your glory and for the building up of your people, we pray that you will give us the discerning of spirits. Thank you for these wonderful gifts that Jesus purchased through his own blood at the cross and through his ascension is now given to us. And may people even watching this video now begin to operate in these gifts and help us not to be afraid of making mistakes here and there, but help us to learn in the use of these spiritual senses. And for your glory we pray, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you and see you again next time for our next study in the gifts of the Spirit.